Over here. Hey, you. Greetings from the dunes, Zenithian. Slayer. The Fallen Empire greets you. Ready to hunt. Yo, over here. Let's hey, get Get over here. Agent. Show me what Let's jam. Up for the Three challenge. Good to see Good you, to Zenithian. See you, cursed one. Welcome to the Obsidian to Fortress. Come greet your elder. Come to visit. Learn any new tricks, Soul Slinger. Hey, over Let's here. Get down to business. You're the right agent for the job. Hello and welcome to Control Alt Wow, the podcast for those of us who love virtual reality and love playing many, many alts. I'm April PBD, and today is Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. And this is episode 797, entitled At Home in Zenith. And like I like to tell you at the beginning of every episode, of course, this used to be a World of Warcraft podcast, and I salute all our previous listeners who enjoyed World of Warcraft. I played it for 17 years. And I can no longer play it because it's not in virtual reality. The day Blizzard announces World of Warcraft in virtual reality, I will be back in and that will be my game. But until then, I'm playing other video games and most like most recently Zenith. And we're going to talk about that. But first, I like to talk about my path to VR. And I recently came across a memory on Facebook. And we do love our Facebook memories. <laughs> when I look back, I've been on Facebook for at least 12 years. And some of the memories are, most of the memories are extremely enjoyable. Some of them are painful, and, in, and some of them are embarrassing. But a lot of them are very interesting. And on May 27, 2018, I made this post. I'm recording from my holodeck. That's where all the magic happens. There's my little sensors. And uh, I'm getting ready to play. Um, this really cool game called Rack Royale, where we jump out of a, a thing, we, we parachute in or hang glide in, and then we have to try to kill everybody. It's a lot of fun, and uh, life is good. Life is really good. I hope it's good for you. I really do. If you go to my YouTube page, you'll see the actual video of this in one of my shorts. I was very excited, and I was talking about virtual reality, and the post reads, Good morning, getting ready to play some virtual reality games. Best investment I ever made. It's interesting to know that I've been playing for five year, over five years, and I was talking about Rec Royale, which was a part of Rec Room, which was interesting to see that I was playing that particular game in Rec Room five years ago because I started out playing Laser Tag, and that became ruined because flat screeners, mostly people on handheld devices, were put in the same rooms 
as the virtual reality people, and we had, they could fly, and we couldn't fly. And I remember I liked laser tag mainly because you you got hit a few times. You could do things to regain your energy, and I believe your teammates could revive you. I'll have to go back and look at some of my videos from that time. Maybe next week we'll talk about the particulars of laser tag because paintball was also an option and I remember not liking paintball because if you got hit once you were knocked back to home base and it was from at the time when I was playing laser tag I was like I don't want to do that but ironically I later on became a big paintball fan and I'm interested in the fact that I'm talking about Rec Royale, which I, the word I was trying to think of was gondola. You you took a gondola from one side of the map to the other side. And by the time you got to the gondola got to the other side of the map, you had to jump out or you were kicked out and then you were hang glided down. This was a battle royale type game, which meant that you landed with no weapons and you had to find weapons. So this this basically prepared me for population one. And so you had to find these trunks and the trunks were interesting that well, they were chests. They look like coolers, like the kind you took on picnics. And it was uh, interesting because you had to spend a few seconds to get it open and you never knew what was going to be in each trunk. So it wasn't like uh, Population 1 where you saw the weapon and you went for it. You actually had to wait for this trunk. I remember that sound. And the things would pop out. Sometimes there would be lag and it would open up and you'd go, where is it? Okay, there it is. And there were... Different color trunks that, um, chests that would uh, give you different things. Sometimes you could get a better grade of weapons. And each weapon had a different, there was pistols and you had to get the um, ammunition for that particular weapon. Oh my God, I think about it. It was so much fun. But I lost the ability to play when I got rid of my rift because of the graphics intensity of Rec Royale, if you were on the quest one, I think that was the quest one, you could not play Rec Royale because it was too graphically intensive. And so I had to stop playing for a while. And it had a couple of drawbacks. The biggest drawback was it needed 18 players to start so you were put in a lobby and the lobby <laughs> it was interesting first of all I had a map of the the playing field of Rec Royale of the island that you were going to land on and you could also go to the edge of the lobby and see the island so this was good for me because it allowed me to look at the field and see where I was going to land. And it had a Hunger Games type thing, which Population One does also, meaning that it would start you out at one point, but eventually 
the area was going to change, this big zone would come in and, and you had to move into the zone or you would get killed by the wall, the energy. You couldn't exist outside that field. So while you were in the lobby, you could work on, look on where you were going to go. And they had two versions. There was the team version. So while you were in the lobby, if you didn't like the team you were on, you could go up to the board and change teams, <laughs> which meant someone else could leave your team. And you could interact with people that were there waiting. And sometimes it would take a little bit of time. Sometimes you'd pop in and being 18 people would join. I think it, it could start at 16. You could start the game at 16 and I think you could go up to 20 people. But uh, a lot of times you'd be standing there waiting and waiting for someone to join. And the other version was solo. So you would just be, you would be dropped down and you would be on your own. Uh, the advantage to that was that you did not have to communicate with your teammates. The disadvantage is that your teammate could res you down on the playing field if you died. But it also meant that other teams could team up against you. So if, if you had a teammate who was what we call a Rambo and went off on their own, then you were stuck if you died. <laughs> it was... I love that game, but the lobby could be long and there was nothing to do. One of the things I really loved about Population One was that in the lobby, you could play around with certain guns. You could go around the whole map and look around. I used to like to go explore different areas. You could take, you could pick up a gun and go and shoot windows, practice the, gu the gun. You could practice your climbing there was a period where you could and this is in population one where you could try to squeeze into the tower before they opened it up and at one point in population one there was actually spiders in a little corner by the haystacks and the farmlands and I used to like to go watch them and bring people with me to watch them and you could build but in rec room in rec royale there was a frisbee you could toss back and forth. And if you tossed it and the person caught it, it would set off a numbering thing where you could see how many times you could toss it. That got boring. And you had a bottle of water that you could toss and drink, and that was it. There were no guns to play with, no weapons to play with. And uh, that would be very <laughs> stressful. <laughs> while you were waiting. And sometimes if you got too bored and you left, then you wouldn't be in the, you wouldn't materialize, or you would materialize dead when you got back to the game because the game would have started. But yeah, this was me loving Rec Royale and the fun I had back in May 27th. Well, let's fast forward to uh, May 27, 2018. Let's fast forward to May um, 2023. And I tried to organize my schedule or my, re re my report <laughs> into days so I could kind of keep track of what I was doing. Because a lot of times in my previous episodes, I would only remember what I'd done in the last couple of days because I am 
doing so much and I'm having so much fun. Shout out to the makers of Zenith, Ramen VR, and all you've been through this week. I just want to give all the people working on this a big hug and hope you're staying hydrated because you've been working hard. There's been updates, there's been uh, all sorts of glitches, and then you come back with more updates, and I am really impressed with what you guys are doing. So now we're going to go into May 24th, 2023, <laughs> and that was my Wednesday. Wednesday, I worked on my apartment. I love my apartment so much. I have to give a shout-out to Grand Negus, who was on my uh, on Control Alt Wild previously. He was the final. First of all, he was the, the guru, the guru of World of Warcraft. He knew everything. Uh, he His intensity and his ability to understand the dynamics of the game was amazing. And he's done the same thing with Final Fantasy XIV. And he... Got a house in Final Fantasy XIV. I was so jealous. I wanted this so badly. And so when they finally came out saying, oh, we're going to have player housing. I was like, oh, how wonderful. I can't wait. I can't wait. And they did not disappoint. There was so much to this housing. And I will get into more of it this week because a lot of my focus, and that's why I, I said... Uh, the title of this is At Home in Zen Zenith because I have made myself at home. <laughs> so on Wednesday, I spent some time working on my apartment. I got some good ideas from some people. Uh, Murdio had some, and KT showed me some stuff. Uh, one of the things I was doing was trying to make my walls unique. And I had different rooms. I'm kind of setting mine up as a bed and breakfast. And if a room shares a common room, wall, then the wall is going to be only, can only be one color. You can't paint walls in one room and paint walls in another room. It's the whole unit. So I figured out a way of, around it, and I was very excited to to, to make this d discovery is that I doubled up common walls so I can put them real close together and you can't even tell but I can have one room one color and one room the other that was fantastic I also went to one corner and deleted everything to make it uh, I was I was trying to give it the parking lot feel, but then I didn't like it. But I found out that I could put floors on the ceiling because <laughs> the floors are wood. They're like uh, hardwood floors. So they have that wood pattern, and the ceilings are blank. But the only thing is you can't color the, the ceilings. I wish you could do that. So that's what I did. I spent a lot of time doing that on Thursday, on Wednesday. And I, I made a video about it. So I'm going to put links in the show notes to all the videos of each week. I was trying a thing this week where I would do a video every day. Mostly to just celebrate what I'm doing because I'm loving it so much. And also to help me remember <laughs> what I did for the podcast. So on Thursday, 
I did mining and farming on my essence mage. Uh, I was out doing some mining and I ran into someone who was doing the mining drilling quest and I mean mining drilling event and it's really neat uh, what they have done with these events. This particular event, you know, I'm used to doing the sunshine event. I'm used to doing the, uh, all the Neoware events and other events that you come across in uh, Zenith. And in Skyland, they have really uh, put their brain to working on some really neat events. Uh, the one that I did on Thursday a lot was you come across this mysterious ore and this drilling uh, equipment. And the way you do it is when it, when it first ticks down, all these reddish ore nodes pop up. And you drill, you, 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 you uh, mine those as much as you can. Each one, each, well, each node in Skyland will give you at least 30 ore. If you're level two, it gives you 33. I think we talked about this. I talked about this last week. If you level, uh, if you get to level three, tier three, you get 36. I'm working on getting to tier four. I'm interested in seeing if it goes up to 40. That would be nice. But so if you do, if you mine, Six of these nodes. Now, the whole idea really is for it to be multiple people. And if, you know, if everybody contributes, then uh, you could have more than enough to start the machine. And the machine needs 180 ore to start. When you, once you put in 180 ore, the, it, the countdown starts at like 245. And while you're, and the, the mysterious ore appears. And while you're mining that ore, the countdown goes down until it goes to zero. If no one has put any ore into the drilling machine, then the uh, event goes away. The, the mysterious ore disappears, and there's no way to put in the ore. But if you put the ore in before the countdown, then the, mas the machine starts drilling and an another countdown starts. And it usually starts again at 2.45 and around 2.30, 2.20, uh, these, uh, what do they call those? <laughs> I should be able to know them. Well, they're, they're the guys, the, the enemies in Skyland, the, the little mechanical ones. There's will start attacking the drilling machine. The uh, you have two melees usually and three and two uh, range or some with bows will be shooting at it and doing damage. The tricky part is that the two melees, there's no way to stop them. I have hit them and hit them before they got to the machine, but they will start doing damage. And here's the neat thing is that you can add ore and hit the green button and repair the drill. And so I was doing that with someone, and I'll put a link in the show notes to that video. And the two neat things about that is you can get points towards your pickaxe and leveling your pickaxe to the next tier. And if you 
you want to get more than 180 uh, ore when you do mine the mysterious ore. You might be tempted to get 180 and go, ooh, I have enough. You want to get more because then you can use it to rebuild it. And if you happen to come across this ore and you're not going to do the event, you can bank it and it will stay in your inventory, any extra ore. So we did that. And then I ran into the same person over at the farm and we got together and decided to do some farming. It's so interesting. I... At the time I was on, I had enough nuggets. You need nuggets. You need those nuggets. And if you don't have enough for your what you're trying to do, it's really horrible. But if you have enough, and I had plenty of nuggets and plenty of ore, I mean, uh, wood to start it up. And so we farmed and we, oh, it was, we uh, shared back and forth. She started off the uh, cabbage. I started the eggplant. I actually needed some eggplant to finish out the quest with Brim. And so, and then at one point, I think somebody had started the peppers and walked away. I mean, it's not that big a deal. You'll eventually get enough nuggets to do the things that you need. You need nuggets with, uh, with Blake to do some, to turn in for some, uh, orbs and the thing that about that is that sometimes you run into people who started a cyber ninja and they end up in skyland and i'm going to get into this in and at the end of this my last segment of what to do if you have never been to regular uh, Zenith, because someone actually came up to me and said, how do I get more of these? And I said, oh, all you have to do is go to Nexus and, you know, you should still, you should have that fast travel point and go to Nexus and beside the cook brim, there's a store and you can buy them for 150 Zen. So, yeah, it's kind of interesting when people uh, just show up in Skyland and they've never been into the rest of Zenith. So on Friday, my altaholic nature kicked in and I was inspired to bring out my cyber ninja. And I realized she had not done Outlaw Grove. So along this time, oh, that's another thing, I was realized that I wanted to get my fifth, I think it's the sixth room. I want to get the last room in, I have to go and look on my Steam account, but I think it's a sixth room because I think they're all divided into uh, six squares, three squares in the front, three squares in the back. You start off with the middle front square for 5000 I think you pay 10000 for the side square, and 20,000, well, I'll have to go and look, but I didn't have the last room, which is the one you can see, but you can't go into, and it's 2 million. So I started doing leveling roulettes, and then I was like, oh, I want to play my Cyber Ninja. Oh, she hasn't done any instances. So I got her Outlaw Grove ready, which 
isn't easy. First, you have to go to Galleon Valley, which you don't get the flight path. You don't get the faster travel point for that. In fact, until you go in, talk to Raskin on your Cyber Ninja, and do all the quests up to going to the mines, getting the crystals at Magnolia uh, uh, City, uh, Magnolia Town, and then going back and putting those crystals in and going in and killing Elias. You don't even get to go to talk to Mika. So it's, I don't know what these cyber ninjas are doing. In fact, yesterday I had someone come up to me and say, how did you get to 27 as a cyber ninja? So I think a lot of them are coming in and just staying in Skyland. So if you see a cyber ninja in Skyland, uh, offer to, to take them over to Raskin because they need to, to at least get to Galleon Valley because you have to get to Galleon Valley Talk to Mika. And here's the thing. Once you talk to Mika, she gives you the faster travel point to Fractured Plains. So you still have to run all the way back out to Mika. And you don't, you haven't turned in any tears. You haven't gotten in any tears. So your stamina is like sucky. So I went to Mika. She gave me the search and destroy mission. Is it search and destroy or search and explore? It's the one where you have to go and look and find the leaders. And then you find, you end up going over to that little village and you take out one of the lieutenants and he drops a transmission. And then you go over to Raskin and Raskin tells you to go talk to Lyra. And she tells you to go up and you end up going up and killing people, finding out something. And then finally you go back to Mika and she tells you to get to go to Outlaw Grove and kill Cato. So you have to go through all of that. And if you don't know anything, in fact, I think the next time I log on, I'm going to go find Cyber Ninjas in Skyland and see if they've done that and offer to help them with it. Because... It blowed my mind that I had not done any of that on my Cyber Ninja. And then once I did all that, it opened up Outlaw Grove and I was able to go. But at the time, I wasn't that good with my Cyber Ninja. And I felt like I can't, I can't join the, well, I guess you would call it looking for group in World of Warcraft. But I can't just join in to find somebody to do Outlaw Grove, because as a cyber ninja, I was doing pitiful damage. I did run in, uh, I did um, Friday strengthen my cyber ninja thanks to Murdio, who ran me through Outlaw Grove. And while we were going through Outlaw Grove, he was the one that told me about the multiple arrows. So instead of charging each arrow and hitting something with your cyber ninja, I was learning to hit something several times with my arrow and then charge it. And as you would hit them, little arrows show up over their heads showing how many times they've been hit with your, your arrow. And then you charge it and bam, they just die. It was wonderful. 
Thank you, Murdio. And then I ran into Tracy, and she clued me in on using double bows. I saw people with double bows before, and I'm like, why do you have two bows? You don't. But to use the karma, which is the break apart of the bow, you could just grab a bow on each hip, press, and depending on what state they're in, if they're in the bow state, and you press your, your trigger, they turn into a karma, and vice versa. If they're in the karma and you press the trigger, they turn into a bow. So you can get coordinated and instantly have your bow. And I was having the problem of having a hard time reaching down and grabbing the second karma with my right hand as it was in my left bow hand. So having the two bows on both sides was a game changer. And again, I'm going to link a video in the show notes to that experience. So on Saturday, I got caught up in leveling roulettes. I played for six hours on Saturday. (laughs) And at one point, my main uh, headset went for three hours straight with just the battery backup. I never had that happen before. But you know, I do have a backup headset. And so I was doing leveling roulette. I had fun running into different people in the vault, in the seething deaths, in the reliquy and outlaw grove. Um, I had a problem with outlaw grove because of, of the height thing. And also the mechanics have changed on throwing. So it has been harder for me. I, I can't even count the number of times I've thrown the bomb at that uh, target the red target and it just fell and didn't go where I was supposed to go. And I'm also having problems with looking over and seeing the heights. I really got to get myself out of that. (laughs) It's, it's, I think it just started because of the graphics are so much better and it's bothering me. So I went to all of those on my, um, essence mage and on, and then, Oh, my Blade Master first went as far. I'm not sure about the limits. I really have to explore it, but I do know that they all reset after uh, server time. And I was banking up money. I was getting money one right after the other. It was, uh, you know, I would get uh, the bonus for doing the leveling roulette. And uh, at one point, I ended up in Seething Deaths. And the person that came in with me disappeared. I don't know if he got disconnected, if he didn't like seething death, or if he didn't like the fact that it was just the two of us instead of four. But (laughs) I said, forget it. I'm going to do it. And although it took much longer, I made it through. And uh, I died a couple of times. But uh, the only thing that really saved me was that I was on my mage and I was in my support role. So I kept dropping my Hydra Splat and it was at a point where the it would uh, the cooldown was pretty fast and it kept me alive and I was able to take down the Titan at the end. I did have to, it did go very long and, and I'll put a, a link in the show notes to that video. And at one point, I did have to go and kill the lobster, the red lobster guy to get the water to come down. 
because I was almost drowning, but I got it, and it was very rewarding. Now, on Sunday, I did something silly because, you know, I was running out um, uh, out of the leveling roulette ability, and so I misread the agent rank rewards from the weekly challenge for cooking. <laughs> I thought it said 21,000 Zen, but it was 21,000 XP, and it was 2,000 Zen. But I did spend <laughs> a couple of hours making uh, cookies, and it, it was okay because the challenge was for 2,000 was to make 50 of anything. And then the cookies was to make 15 cookies and get 500 zen. And you could do it up to four times. I did it three times. I made 45 cookies. And I leveled my cooking tier. And I uh, got, you know, the 2,000 plus the 1,500 and in the mid, in the meantime, I was lining up for dungeons, um, regular dungeons, making sixty five hundred zen. So in between cooking, I went to the grotto in um, Amorite Forest because there's a store there. So if I needed to buy material for cooking, I could buy it there. You know, uh, so it was. You know, I made it. It was fun. I wish. Maybe if I had known it was just 2,000, I wouldn't have been so enthusiastic about the cooking. It was, it's relaxing. I had orange smoothie, orange rabbit smoothie flashbacks. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we got the chef and we got the title and we haven't got the spring bow yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And uh, so the leveling roulette will give you whatever it is. You know, if you've got the 6,500 for one star, 8,500 for two stars, and 10,000 for three stars, plus the 8,500 bonus for doing the leveling roulette and a lot of XP. So uh, I was I was doing that. I was making money. And then one of the things that kept happening to me the past few days, and I really need to explore the reason behind it, was that every time I logged into a new dungeon or I logged in and logged back out again into a new character, my body was kind of squished so that my knees were bent. And I had to go to comfort setting and hit recentered. Now, this you have to wait for the countdown, and then your body's regulate. This also happened to me when I was too high. The biggest problem about it and was that you can't reach I couldn't reach my weapons naturally. Plus, you know, I looked like my knees, like I was walking hobbled or something. So I did a video about that. And I also included a couple of other things I learned, which was uh, last week I had a problem with seeing my body in front of me every time I went to jump. And it was a particularly unsettling because at one point I wanted to... Uh, jump on that mast on the top of the ship. I finally got enough nerve. I'm going to jump off this mountain. I'm going to land on it. And my body kept jumping in front of me. And that was because I accidentally selected OOB 
in the comfort setting. So you have three options. You can have regular, which is just everything normal. You can have vignette. That's the one where you have the little tunnel vision. And some people who have motion sickness or difficulties functioning in VR, that helps them by not letting them see the whole feel of vision. And then you can also have a thing where you're jumping and you see your body move in front of you. I have no idea. If someone can let me know what the purpose of that is, I would be really interested in knowing. All I know is I was thinking, oh, my God, there's something wrong with my settings. There's something wrong with my game. There's something wrong with my headset. I even uninstalled and reinstalled uh, uh, Zenith on my headset just to see if it would fix. But then I ran into someone who said, Maybe it's something in your settings. And I was like, what are you talking about? I haven't changed anything in my settings. Why would? And I happened to be doing the recentering thing again and looked at my settings, and I had accidentally clicked on out of body for jumping. <laughs> it was crazy. The other thing I did on that video was talk about Selecting Quests in Skyland. Now, I think I'm going to go into this a little bit longer because it's really important. You have, you can't, you can take a bunch of quests, and this was very, very uh, different from World of Warcraft where you had a limit. At one time, it was a limit of 20 quests, and they upped it to 25 quests or something like that. But you can take every quest that you want in Zenith, but you can't always show them on your HUD. So that means that you won't see the little light in the sky to show you where the quests are. And this can be confusing because you can think, oh, didn't I have this quest over here? And you're like, I don't see any light. So when you're in Skyland, you need to frequently open your quest log and check the different checks, uh, circles there to see what quests are in the area that you're on. This is particularly important when you're doing the mountain quest because you don't want to be up there on the mountain and then find out, oh, you had a survey quest and you had the dirt quest or the carrot quest and you could have done them at the same time. So I did a whole video and I'll put a link in the show notes. Maybe I shouldn't just entitle this. I'll put a link in show notes. <laughs> and you'll see that you should go through and check your uh, box, well, the circles. Check and uncheck and just have the ones, just to look to what is around you and where you are at the time. So <laughs> that that's, uh, that tip helped me a lot. So on Tuesday... <laughs> I finally made the two million. I talked about this before that one of the things I did was uh, transfer money from one uh, character to the other by going into the apartment, buying something of a certain value for one. For me, it was I was trying to get every tune to have 100,000 zen, and then I would go in and buy the 100,000 zen bed. And then my main tune, April PVD asterisk, uh, my ninja is April PVD, 
right bracket because that looks like a, uh, a arrow. And then my Essence Mage is April PVD slash because it looks like, you know, one of the things you shoot with. And so I had done that for all of them to transfer money to April PVD asterisk. And finally, I got the two million and I went in. Uh, I think my Cyber Ninja uh, Murdiel with uh, running me through uh, that last bit of uh, Outlaw Grove was uh, gave me the last bit, 100000 that I needed. And I went in and I bought my room. <laughs> oh, it was so wonderful. Uh, I did a video, put the sh link in the show notes. And it was very... It was very satisfying. I haven't done much with it yet, and all I did was go in and open a door to go back there. But this week, that's my goal to do something, uh, take down a lot of the walls, because I had walled that whole area off because I didn't even want to see the thing that said buy for two millions in. And so now I'll be able to work with it. And here's the best part. I got another utility point and I spent the time uh, with my essence mage to make another light to give me health regen, but it put me over my limit. So I had to figure out a way to distribute my eight utility points. <laughs> it ended up being more difficult than I thought it would be because it seems like there's only two types you can have rare which I had two rare ones but they and they gave me a speed boost and the double speed boost is great but I was hoping that I would have two those two and then have two more but it was either get something that gave me health gen, but that needed three. So there's no way to have three rares because that's nine utility points and that's not possible. So what I ended up doing was leaving the two speed buffs and then I had uh, April PVD asterisk on my blade master had a dumpling, which gives me a minor health regen. And I had April PVD forward slash my essence mage make another one. So I have two speed buffs and two health regens. And that's cool. Maybe one day when I really want the extra defense, which is another one, I will take out one of the speed buffs and put that in. But for right now, I have those four, the two dumplings and the two speed buffs. So now I'm going to talk about uh, the agent guide quest. And if you're going to take your cyber ninja into finally into fractured planes and out of Skyland, you have to do these particular quests in this particular order. And I'll explain why. And later on, I'll do uh, 
a um, video and there will be a link in the show notes. So the first thing you want to do is the See the World quest. And that's the one where you have to go into your agent rank and you have to press uh, press on the See the World uh, step one of eight. And it's going to say, climb to the top of the tower opposite the billboard and then... Uh, uh, blue markers will lead you to a successful journey. This one drove me crazy for two reasons. The first reason is that uh, for some people, particularly on my Steam account, those quests are broken and you can never do it. But on my regular quest, I kept going into Nexus and saying, I don't see any blue markers. I don't see any blue markers. Well, the reason you don't see the blue markers is because you have to highlight the quest in the quest log. You have to go into agent rank. You have to hit on guide. You have to say, see the world. And this is also for the creature collector quest to get the initial 75 balls from Blake. These and, and, and this is true with a lot of quests. It, they have to be highlighted and you have to ha for you to see the blue marker and for you to see the, the yellow circle that shows you where to go. Once you highlight that, you go past Allie in Nexus. Allie's the guy that gives you the Neoware quest. It, and it looks like you're getting ready to go to Fractured Plains. Before you make the left to get to the ship that takes you to Skyland, or the portal, you'll if you have this highlighted, you'll see that circle, and you'll climb up, and you'll jump onto another portion, and finally you get to the top, and you'll complete that quest. So you have to complete that quest first, and then you'll see step two of eight, and that's the one that tells you to go to Fractured Plains. But don't do that one yet. And you'll see why at the end of this talk, this segment. First, after you climb to the top and you've gotten credit for See the World, step one of eight, you want to go to Brim. And Brim tells you to make a smoothie and then talk to Brim again. So you go in. Uh, you should have oranges at this point. Uh, there was, There's a tree in the academy that Brim tells you, I mean, that uh, Raskin tells you to go climb. It's supposed to teach you how to climb. They've skipped this for Cyber Ninjas, so you may have to do one of two things. Go into Fractured Plains. There's a tree right to the right of uh, Blake. You go through into Fractured Plains, and it's on the left. Or you can buy oranges from the store that's right beside um, beside uh, Brim. And then you make a smoothie and then you turn it on, you turn it in and it tells you, uh, he tells you then, here are two I made in return and you can increase the duration of the benefits gained from smoothie by drinking more than one up to one whole hour. Okay, so then... You look back, and he has another quest for you, and it's 
skills to pay the bills. <laughs> and it says, well, now that you can whip up Bram-approved orange creamsicle smoothie, could you please make a couple and take them to the fellow radio nerd? His name is Marcon, and you can find him near a tower just past the village. The Silphids have taken over. Go up the little hill, cross the bridge, and you should be able to see him there. You know, that's, he's over there where we, oh, if you haven't played, you don't know, but it was, it was where the Winter Festival um, uh, guy was that you had to defeat. But what's interesting is he gives you two creamsicles, so you don't even have to make them. If he doesn't, then you should just make two creamsicles. Okay, so then you're going to find Marcon. Of course, you're going to highlight it in your quest log, and it's going to show you where the light. So when you go into the fractured planes, you go to the right, you go towards uh, where there's uh, an event going on, but you're going to make a left, and he's at the base of a tower right there. And he says, seems like a horde of corrupted Silphids got to the mountain base. We need your help fixing our communication devices and bringing up the server. How can we play our games? I mean, communicate with our army if the servers are down. Please report to the computer guru near the city center for a new mission. You look like a strong agent, and I'll bet you succeed where I failed. So now you're going to head back <laughs> to Center City and uh, you're going to, and of course with the thing lit, you're going to see that, uh, that where the guru is and he's going to give you the quest called, Are the Servers Up Yet? Agent April PVD, from one techie to another, we could really use your help establishing the rest of the army. I have an old two-way radio and radio and a computer here that we need to use. We we were going to use for data transmission, but we seem to have completely lost connection to the secure network. We think that the Silphids are destroying our antenna and power sources, so I need you to send I need to send you out to replace them. Using some of our advanced technology and a fair bit of ingenuity, I've managed to fix up a couple of antennas. I will mark your map with the location. Okay, so now you're doing to see the world, uh, step two of eight. So you should have two quests at this point. See the world, step two of eight, and are the servers up yet? So the reason why you're going to do these two is because they are in the same place and you're going to end up having, if you don't do these at the same time, you're going to end up climbing Dragon Tooth Mountain twice. I mean, it's not that big a deal, but I just find it easier to do it at the same time. So you're going to head to Fractured Plains. You're going to go to uh, over there to the right of where Shin's Tower is. There's a big rock, and I put a video. I put a link in the show notes. It's a big rock. Oh, you can go to my YouTube channel, and you'll find it. Uh, and uh, you'll see a chest up there and a thing to grip to take a, a zip line up. But make sure you've highlighted both quests 
and you'll see the chest. The chest has to the area where the chest is and the zip line has to be highlighted for you to continue this quest. If you just go up there and you haven't highlighted each one of these steps, you're gonna have to do it again because it won't. The uh, step two of eight of see the world won't register if you don't go through each step. You don't have to worry about um, all the servers up until you get up to the top. So you're going to take the zip line up. Then you're going to take uh, an updraft. You're going to get to. And each time you'll see the little circle for, uh, for see the world. And it'll take you up until you get to the top. And then once you get up to the top, you'll see the little circle for the other servers up. And you have to take your antenna out of your, actually out of your inventory. And, you know, unlike some of the quests now where it has a little thing that says, oh, here, you can just greet here and you'll take out of your inventory. This one, you have to actually open your inventory and then click on quest and then take the antenna out, put it up and then press the button. And then while you're up there, enjoy the beautiful view of fractured planes. And that, that's what I've been doing this week, and it's been great. That's what I've been doing in Zenith. Now, my other thing I've been doing is <laughs> I can't help myself. I love being in VR, and I love doing all sorts of things in VR. And one of the things I've been doing is, to, is trying to exercise. And while exercising is good in any way, Trying to do it in real life is not as much fun as doing it in VR. So I have been doing uh, Hollow Fit. And I put a video in the show notes of uh, me doing Hollow Fit. And it's just, it's the best, the best way to work out. It's the best way to immerse yourself and... This week, I've been doing the cardio intervals, which has you pumping your way up to a certain level and then slowing down and then going up, and cardio is great. So they're at halodia.com, and yeah, this one does have a uh, subscription. It's $12 a month, but it's, it's well worth it, and I think they do have a yearly plan as well. So that's been my virtual week. I've been having such a blast in Zenith. I learned so much. I hope you learned something too. Shout out to everybody who helped me in my quest in Zenith. I'm looking forward to leveling my Cyber Ninja. There's so much to the Cyber Ninja once you get it and understand it, especially the smoke bomb. The smoke bomb is actually at the front of the shoulder, and I finally figured out how to use that. It really comes in handy. I saw someone on, uh, maybe it was a Facebook page, or maybe it was Discord, I forget, but they were saying how they felt that they were just doing melee with the karmas, and they weren't any better than the Blade Master. But the Cyber Ninja has so much to it, and I'm looking forward to what they do with its skills. Uh, I'm hoping eventually the arrow will have an area of effect. 
Uh, I'm loving Skyland. If you go up top in Skyland and look over to the other side that's not open yet, it looks like the last patch really cleared up some of the view so you can really, really see it. And I'm excited about that. So this has been April PVD in my virtual reality. I hope things are going well in your reality. See you next week. Till next time, agents. See ya later. You headed out? Come back again soon. Don't be a stranger, dear. We'll visit again soon. The dunes bury all.